Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Team Never Quit podcast is sponsored by Navy Federal Credit Union. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate to check out member-exclusive offers during Military Appreciation Month. All right, everybody, welcome back to the TNQ Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Luttrell. Every week, it's my job to fire you up, to ignite the legend inside of you, and to push you to your greatness. Join me every week as I take you into my briefing room with some of the most hard-charging people on the planet. They're going to show you how to embrace the suck of life, teach you the values of working your ass off, and charge through whatever life throws at you. This is the Team Never Quit Podcast. Podcast. So buckle up, buttercup. Hey, TQ Nation, welcome back to another episode of the Team Never Quit Podcast. My name's Andrew, I'm the regular guy, turning the knobs behind the, the computer screen. The regular guy! I got a patch, I got, I, got, I got a patch that says the regular guy. Joined by Marcus Luttrell, Morgan Luttrell. Hey guys, welcome back. Howdy, howdy. What's happening? Hey guys, we're excited to have Ryan Mickler on today's show. Ryan is the host of... Order of Man. The Order of Man podcast. He's a father of four, proud husband, and his movement is to return... And reclaim and restore masculinity, and uh, his show is awesome. He's awesome. We can't wait till you hear today's interview. But before we do, we have the thing we always do, which is the Patreon question of the day. Today's Patreon question of the day comes from Molly, a little bit more serious than normal. She says, "What do you believe to be the best way to get involved?" She says, "I let myself get overwhelmed at times, and I'm really not sure what direction to take or which organization to support. My heart has always been for our military, but what is the best way the average person can help?" And where is the most need? I mean, there's so many intangibles to that question. There's everything from sex trafficking to military to homeless children, homeless I would say find something that, for me, like when I'm watching TV and a commercial comes on and it grabs me by the heartstrings, I'm like when we had, we interviewed the podcast to do the sex trafficking. I was like, I got to help. I got to get involved. I got to help. I don't know if I can donate money. I got to donate my time. So for Molly, I would say if you can find something, number one, that pulls at your heartstrings, number two, that you can literally stomach because there will be some things that are hard to get your head around. And the best way to get involved is most of these nonprofit organizations that are doing something special to help people will have fundraising events that you can attend where you don't necessarily have to give money. You can just give your time. Every every single nonprofit lives and breathes off of volunteers. That's right. Yeah, I think volunteering is a, a great way for anyone to get started. Like you said, find an organization that you personally, the message resonates with you, and then just start by giving your time. See what the organization's all about. See what they're doing. See if you feel like their values line up with your values. and then Because then, it, then you're not really working. And yeah. It's not something that you you're force yourself to do. You really enjoy it. Marcus and I really enjoy the veteran community. We really enjoy getting behind the veterans in need and oh, behind the nonprofits that we're associated with. Yeah. And most importantly, 
You're not average. You're above average. Because if you're asking yourself that question, average people don't ask that. And when you get overwhelmed, which direction are you getting overwhelmed in? The forward or the backwards? Because you, when you step into something and, and it's like you get overwhelmed, you know what direction you're going to go. If, you're in, if you step into something and it gets overwhelming and drags you into it, you're supposed to be there. And it, if it gets overwhelming and pushes you away, then that's supposed to be a thing too. I mean, remember, uh, it's like when you're driving a car, man. It's you got the park, neutral, drive, reverse, and manual. And then you can move your head around on purpose. So you just start moving forward. Just keep showing up. And eventually something will call to you. It will. And then a lot of times, man, the first thing that sh uh, pushes you away is the one thing you kind of grab back uh, towards. I mean, and it's okay to get overwhelmed. It lets you know you're stepping into something new. It's overwhelming bliss is what it turns into. And everybody around you, I mean, you lose your clarity, do some charity, and charity hurts. So it's, uh, but it's important. Yeah, and start in your inner circle. Post, if you're using Facebook or Instagram, post on your own social accounts and say, hey, I'm looking for a military organization local to me that I'd like to support. You know, in the comments, tell me which ones that you support. And that might be a great way for you to discover one that's a little bit more local to you. Maybe one that's got a smaller team of volunteers that might need your help more than some of the large organizations that exist. And there's nothing wrong with the big ones, but the, the little ones definitely need support and volunteers too. And there is this. Life should always be an adventure. If you're somewhere and you can't find your spot, ask somebody if they want to go on a road trip and just start driving. And, run, and you'll run into something that will catch your attention and it'll find you. If you can't find it, it'll find you. And I mean, have fun with it. Those are the best stories. Those are the best adventures. And those, those pass downs are just so valuable to everybody else because it was the unknown that led you into it. And then the, what you, what you pulled out of that is, is unbelievable. I mean, that, that's every story when you're like, man, I didn't know what was going on. I stepped into the, into something, the darkness and I came out with, with all this. So, um, it's supposed to be tough. It's supposed to leave a lasting impression. Just don't let anything get, get you hung up to where it keeps you in the moment. Don't become the time remnant that you left the day prior. Remember, that's, that one's gone. And we don't have no idea if tomorrow's coming. So when you when you're wake up and you're going, you know, seize the day. And then when you save it at the end of the day, when you lay down, make sure what you left behind is worth remembering. Great question, Molly. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for the question, Molly. If you want to ask your question... Every single time we record podcast episodes, if you're a member of our Patreon community, you'll get the first access to drop your questions where we ask them on the show. If you want to join us, you get some cool bonus content, exclusive episodes, uh, super sweet swag, a cool challenge coin, all kinds of cool things. Join us at patreon.com slash team never quit. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Yeah, glad to be here. Looking forward to it today, guys. We start um, our TNQ podcast out with what we call the Mad Minute. I don't know if you've heard about it or not, but it's just a, it's a series of random questions to like to get the cognitive juices flowing. There's no right or wrong answer. Uh, matter of fact, if you there may be questions you don't even come up with an answer. So we'll kick it off. My first one is name something on your bucket list that you haven't accomplished yet. Uh, very simply, f uh, fly in a fighter jet. That's been something I've wanted to do for a long time. So if anybody's listening to this can make that happen, that's something I want to do. Oh it's so God. much fun. It is so That's actually, much fun. Is it? So you've done it, yeah. Mark, Marcus flew with the Angels. I flew with the Angels one time. People don't really? think we have them. Yeah, we do. They're blue. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, them suckers yeah. can get it. I mean, dude, he knocked me out like it was like it was like he was driving to, to the grocery store. We had a blast. All right. So yeah, we'll try to help it you out awesome. with that too, man. I have Mark's, yeah, Mark makes calls on there's no there's no way in hell I'd get in one. 
No, I just, well, that's actually something I've been thinking about. Something I'd actually shave my beard for. Like I wouldn't shave my beard for a lot, but that's one thing if they required me to do it, to have that mask fit just right. If needs be, that's something I would do it for. Have you been in a biplane? Propeller? No, I you actually put, don't like You need to put the all, goggles so. on with that beard and get the biplane and take a video of that. <laughs> there you go. Because <laughs> it, uh, it probably wasn't scarves back in the day that were flowing behind dudes. It was their beards. Just their beards. Their beards, right? right. The, just the guys who couldn't grow the, the beard, they had the scarf. <laughs> so what's one of the most embarrassing moments you've had on a date? That's a good one. And, I, and, oh, that is and, a good and do you one. have any pre-date rituals, like push-ups in the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pre-date. You know, it's been so long since I've been on a date. Like, I mean, a date with my wife, of course. But like, I've been married for for almost almost eighteen years now. Yeah, that's why oh. it's so okay it's to so- talk about your embarrassing date moments. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's 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 everything's secure, right? I don't have to worry about that. Um, man, I might have to circle back to that one because I can't think of anything I did like that was overly embarrassing. I really can't. It would be hard for me to think of that one. Yeah, for it's sure. probably because nothing's embarrassing to us. That's a good one. That's a good question. Mine was I had a, I had a power poopy on deck and I went to in the parking lot of the Outback and I ended up shitting on the back of my pants and I didn't know it. <laughs> oh. All right. Can we kick us off, Andrew? Yeah, let's do it. So for those of that you don't know that Ryan is the host of the Order of Man podcast and obviously that we'll, we'll jump into that further, but why don't you give us some background, kind of tell us a little bit about your upbringing. Yeah. I mean, my, my upbringing, like I'm kind of probably the least qualified to talk about what it means to be a man. I I was raised without a father figure in my house. And so, man, I really struggled. Like my mom did a wonderful job raising me, but you know, I didn't know how to relate with guys or have any sort of like male influences until I got into high school. Uh, And then I had some great coaches that, that lined me out pretty well. I joined the national guard when I was 17. Um, did a, did an active duty tour in Iraq in 2005. I learned from a lot of great, one of my section chiefs, in fact, um, learned a lot about what it meant to be a man through the military, through sports, through coaches and mentors and things like that. But I kind of, I blossomed late in life a little bit um, because I didn't have that male influence at home. That's actually a big reason why I started this podcast is to help me, not anybody else, but to help me get uh, get on track and figure some things out for myself and if I was doing it, I figured I'd publish it and make it available for everybody else to learn from too. So that's where we're at. There you have it. I mean, yeah, sometimes if you don't get one issued at birth. I was going to say, yeah, that's exactly right. You know, it's like, it's, it's kind of nice too, because especially with podcasting and, and social media and the internet is like, we, we can, we can find a lot of solutions to our own problems and then make a, a very uh, lucrative, fulfilling, rewarding career out of it. And that's, that's essentially what I did is like solve my own problems, make it available for everybody else. And those guys who have the same problems I do can jump on board and we can deal with this thing together. I mean, you literally created an order of man by, having, right. by not, by not having one. I mean, kind of blank slated it. That's brilliant. Nice work. So you didn't have the stereotypical, like quote unquote, bad childhood. I, mean, I obviously read your story and listened to a couple of your episodes of your show. How did not having like that permanent male role model in your life, like shape where, like where you're at now? Yeah, it's interesting because, you you know, you say like uh, you didn't have that bad childhood and that's that's exactly right. It seems like everybody I hear from, you know, they had this horrible childhood or this this big traumatic experience that happened. And like my childhood was good. You know, I, I never had to worry about food on the table or a roof over our head. My mom didn't seem like she had money issues. Looking back, I, I know that was the case. She did have some issues, but she made the best she could with it. And, and that's something we never had to worry about. But I dealt with a lot of confidence issues and direction issues because I didn't have that presence and that disciplining figure 
uh, in the household. So, um, although it wasn't bad, I just kind of wonder like how much further down the road would I be had I had that male influence at home. But I'm actually glad that I didn't frankly, because if I, if I had a different experience, I'd be a different person. And, you know, I, I, I look at the, the uncomfortable and painful experiences, having stepfathers come into my life and whatnot, um, as something that now my kids, I've got four kids, they don't have to deal with that stuff because I did right now. Right. They don't have to. And that's a good thing. We were talking to somebody earlier, man, and you look at it like that's a good, especially with our kids. As you see your kid in a situation and you kind of cringe, you're like, oh, man, I wouldn't want to, I hope he doesn't have to go through that. Be like, wait a minute, I did. And then I remember making it, you know, and it's, uh, life is pain. And sometimes when you get issued, you get issued that dad that's, that's hard on you. I mean, I think it's been, it's made place. So you're not supposed to like that dude. Your father, you ain't supposed to like him. He ain't your buddy. <laughs> He's supposed to be buddies with him. Yeah, you know, you know, your mom, as you let and your and your friends, you know, you and it's like your dad is like one of those pe- pe- men in your life that treats you a certain way. So you, because you're probably going to run into that person again. So when if you learn how to deal with each one of them in their kind of phase, then then it teaches you more about yourself. And it, it, everybody you run into creates the man you're becoming. I mean, you're a blade, and everyone around oh, you is a stone. So they're going to sharpen you, dull you, or polish you out. And so those those of us that have those lives that, man, it's not that the life is tough. It's just the people around us are. And those are sharpening those diamond stones, you know, through pressure over time. And then you turn around, you pass that back, hopefully with the knowledge where you can put the kids through it. That's a tough one, man. I mean, what part do you want to pull away from that? The part that we learned, how well, to learn through? I mean, that's tough, right? I mean, that's, that's life. Yeah, that is tough because in a way we all screw our kids up, right? It's just a matter of how we do it. Like my kids are going to be screwed up in a way that I wasn't, you know, and I'm screwed up in a way that maybe they won't be just because of the experiences. But yeah, I mean, you want to introduce them to some hardship. And I really like that you talk about not being a buddy, right? A lot of guys are like, oh, I want to be buddies with my kids. Like why mm, would you yeah, step mm. down from the mantle of of father to yeah. be a buddy? Just earn that. Right? Like elements of friendship can be included in fatherhood, but you're, you're not buddies. You're not there to, you know, chum up with them or make them feel good about life all the time. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely a balancing act to figure out, you know, what is it that, uh, is going to serve them? Like what hardship is going to serve them? And then also like, how do you equip them to be able to deal with the, the challenges of life, the things that are going to mold and shape you, right? Cause there's a lot of people that, that experience hardship and it doesn't shape them. It breaks them. Right. Like we all we all know people who, who who are broken by those experiences, It's like hard to figure out, like, how hard do you push with kids to make sure they bend and get stronger, but don't break. Right. That's that's the key. I think that goes into some. There's got to be somebody on the backside to rebound them when society yeah, beats us, when society beats the shit out of them, sends them back home. Mommy and daddy got to be there. Pick them right back up. Yeah. Getting beat down in both spots. Put them, tough. Put them, put, get them right back up on the horse. Like yeah, don't grow yeah, up with the parents point. and then get thrown into a school where they're getting beat down. Nor, you'd think, man, if you come from a rough home when you go to school, you you wouldn't you you don't want to rough there. You know, you just gotta sit down and and go through the numbers. And with Mojo and I have had the same friends since we were kids. And the reason you can't be a friend with to your to your child is, man, we do dumb things with our friends, like on purpose. Yeah, yeah, you know I'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> true. So the, our, our kids are the next version of us. Just all the doors are shut. So you're literally following yourself through life, the next version, seeing which way you're going to go. And, and right. man, you just kind of like, all right. How? And when we say we mess up our kids, it's like, yeah, well, it's the next version of us. So we're kind of, it's, you ain't no telling what's in there because you, you molded with something else. Like I see something in my kid. I'm like, it's obviously your mother. I don't recognize that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Where'd you get that from? Where the hell did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, uh, so hey, brother, so your podcast is Order of Man. Uh, for our listeners out there that don't know your story and what that's all about, could you, um, 
Can you dig in a little bit and share some? Yeah, I started it in 2015. Again, I'll go back. Frankly, it was selfish. Like I just wanted to talk with great men. Um, I wanted to get some insight from them on, you know, how to be a better father or husband, leader in my community, owner of my business. I had a financial planning practice at the time. And I actually did another podcast called Wealth Anatomy. And it was all dedicated towards helping uh, doctors with their, uh, with their finances. And I realized, man, I love the medium of podcasting because we can just have conversations like this, long form conversations, get into the details, really figure some things out. But I realized, man, I didn't want to have that conversation about money anymore. So yeah, I pivoted and shifted gears based on some things I had learned. I, I went through a pretty, uh, pretty rough time, uh, at, with a separation with my wife and, uh, really struggled with that. Blamed her for a lot of years as, as it being her fault and everything else. And fortunately we reconciled and I learned a lot of this stuff that I needed to learn to improve myself. You know, she had things to work on as well, but so did I, I just wasn't willing to look at those things. And, uh, it's pretty fascinating when I shifted and I stopped pointing it on her and blaming her and everything else. And I didn't have a dad and the economy, this, and my boss is an asshole and started just saying, Hey, what can I do? Like, what is it that I can do to fix myself? Yeah. They might have things that need to be worked on, but what can I focus on? Uh, and those lessons I started sharing with some buddies in the neighborhood and at church and things like that. And they really resonated and they kind of shared some things with me. And I thought, man, there's probably more, more guys dealing with some of these issues than let on. Like they don't talk about it, right? Like we're supposed to put on the face and the persona, like everything's good, everything's figured out. And then if, uh, you know, if something's wrong, you, you can't express it. You can't work towards finding a solution. So that's why I started Order of Man in 2015. And I'll tell you, man, from the from the minute that we launched that podcast, it blew up. It absolutely blew up, which is a testament to how much this is needed and uh, the good I feel like we're doing in society. So it's been a it's been a powerful ride over the past uh, five years. So uh, here, you know, we're just rocking and rolling now. Besides me and brother, who are your most memorable podcast men on? I mean, we haven't been on, but we're talking right now. Of course, yeah, that just goes without saying. <laughs> If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Man, I've had so many good because so we've had we, we've shared on. a few that what some of the guys that have been on your podcast have been on our podcast too. There's some there's some that are standouts. Oh, no doubt. And and I actually want to extend the invite for you guys to come on the show as well. So we'll talk more about that. Oh yeah, I love to. Yeah, but um, man, Jocko has been on several times. Goggins is another great one. So I was I just mean, I was just texting him. <laughs> oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I told him yeah. We, were, we were talking. Yeah, I know you guys are friends. He, uh, I actually got to sit down with him face to face in uh, in Las Vegas, and you know him, of course, better than most people. But uh, man, just his presence was was powerful. It was awesome to be able to have that conversation with him. Uh, then other guys like John Eldridge. Do you guys know who John Eldridge is? What's he do? He's uh, 
Yeah, he's the author of a book called Wild at Heart, which is uh, it's a really it's it's more Christian based. Um, it's such an incredible perspective and look into masculinity. And that actually that book actually got me on the right track to figure some things out about myself. Wild so at I was fortunate heart. to have him on. Wild at Heart, yeah. Yeah, he's an absolutely incredible author, and he's got a lot of good things to share. Um, man, I could go on on Tim Tim Kennedy. I mean, uh, Andy Frasilla. We've had so many incredible guys on. I tell you what, man, it's brilliant the way you did it when you were talking about you had the podcast when you about money, about making money. And yeah, then you you, you kind of get tired of doing that, and you shifted it to to man. All right, tell me about the guy making the guy who makes the money. Because I talk to a lot of guys right. that are like, hey, there's no job description for snipers out in the civilian world. I'm like, no, not that job description. That job title, there's not. But everything that goes into making a sniper, there is. I mean, discipline, pace, all that stuff. And shifting that back around to like what you were saying, I mean, trying to figure out the order of man, how you got to where you were at. And not only that, you're remembering it because that's what you were going after. And yeah. we, when we get to this point now, we turn around, we go back and, and give it everything that we learned back to the to the youth. That's how you do that. When they say toxic masculinity, that's the guys who hadn't been taught anything. They don't have any discipline. Right. And when it comes to the wife, you know, you, bl- you blame it. It's, that's easy to do. I, you know, it's, it's like joining the military, but yelling at the officers and, and the sergeants for telling you to do something. Like when we get married, right. it, that's over. Like, hey, and you, you nailed it. It's like, man, I was trying to change her you can't change a woman <laughs> you know we switch <laughs> that's the beautiful thing about being what we are like we adapt i'll turn into anything you want i spent my whole life training for this so it's kind of like the way we look at it like man i had to go through everything i had to go through just to get the qualifications to marry that well and you know it's funny because here, here's the trap when you start thinking about changing other people whether it's the officer or your wife or your boss or whoever right is they actually might have things they need to work on and so that's what you focus on but that there's nothing you can change about that. Even if they do, and they probably do have just as much, if not more to work on than you. But if you focus on it, it's, it's futile. Like there's, there's not, like you said, there's nothing you can do about another person. But what's cool about it is that when you change, like when you decide to change the way you show up or present yourself or, or, or learn some new skill set or capability and you build influence and credibility is people voluntarily change because they see you changing. Right. So they they change the way they respond to you because you're a different person. And we all influence people positively or negatively. Like every conversation, this conversation, you guys are influencing me. I'm influencing you. People who are listening are being influenced for the better or worse. You can't escape it. So you might as well make it a positive influence by focusing on yourself. Man, it de- definitely doesn't happen when we talk about, especially with another human being and changing. It's not as easy as changing your clothes. Like, you know, like the color, right. you yeah. change your shirt. Like, man, you got to grow into that. Like you get that one thing you get is you get too early. Well, man, it may look funny. It doesn't fit right and kind of whatever. But as you grow into it in and out of it, actually, it's, it's not a change. It's, it's growing together and we both change together. One, if one changes then the other ones, it's going to be left out. Right. And sub capacity because yeah. you had to have fallen in love with them for a reason. Ryan, were you going through your separation when you were doing the podcast? No, I, I, my wife and I went through separation in, uh, let me think about the dates here. It must've been 2010 or so. Yeah. 2010, 2009, somewhere right in there is when we went through our separation. How do you feel like having the show has impacted your relationships, friends and your wife? Oh man, it's been, look, here's the thing is when you have millions of people who listen to your podcast, it adds a whole new new dynamic and dimension of accountability, right? (laughs) Like, (laughs) right. (laughs) Yeah. That's what you don't think about either. I mean, it's crazy. 
Well, and we're never at a shortage for people telling us, you know, the good we're doing and the bad we're doing and everything else, right? You got to be getting beat up. Everybody wants to talk and yeah, it gets rough sometimes. So, but, but that pressure to perform and pressure to show up in the right way, uh, leads me to do the right things, whether it's getting up and working out and not hitting the snooze or, you know, taking my wife on a date or, or being more engaged with my kids or just being disciplined to do the podcast or send out some emails when I don't want to. Um, all of that has produced some phenomenal results in my life that frankly, you know, I may have uh, shirked a little bit more had I not had so many eyes watching what I'm doing. And I realize how powerful what we're doing is as well. You know, like we're truly making an impact. I had a guy come up. I was at um, a hunt expo a couple of weeks ago and it was actually really cool because my two oldest boys came with me and a guy, he was, he literally ran, he was working a booth and he literally ran from his booth across the the hall that we were in and, and I saw him running over and, and he stopped me and he, he had tears in his eyes and you're saying the last couple of years have been a real struggle and we didn't get into detail on what it was, but you could tell that the work that we were doing and are doing is having a huge impact on his life. And it was really cool because my two oldest boys got to see that and they were touched by that. But yeah, when, when, when you see things like that, it, it makes you realize like how important what you're doing really is. So you better show up and pay it the respect it deserves. Oh, it's the same thing. It keeps in the military and allow, and keeps us doing, I mean, going to do that kind of stuff, right? Absolutely. I mean, that's crazy you should say it like that because when we start doing this, you you get, because of the way we work, we're like, hey, we need to get there and get this done. And then it grows so fast. It's just like, it, it kind of swarms. It's like a wave that you can't see coming in. And um, you hear though, there's a couple of stories that you hear that just kind of solidify it, like why you keep doing it, no matter how tired you get or no matter how beat down you get. And I got a letter a while back, this guy, He's a quadriplegic had fallen down the stairs. He's laying at the bottom down there. I mean, for days. He's like, I knew I'd be all right. <laughs> He's like, if you oh my can, gosh. You can, I was like, I'll never forget that. I, I never forgot that, dude. I, I, anytime anybody tells me, asks me a story, something like that, even though I don't say that story out loud a lot of times, I'll, I'll try and reference like the, something that everyone knows. Like, hey, what's your best guest? And it's usually. It's kind of somebody like everybody knows so you can talk about it, right? And everybody can relate to course, it. And right. then there's those ones that, man, you're just like, you ain't going to believe this dude I ran into. Have you run into or had the opportunity to somebody come up to you and say, I've been watching you and you are absolutely acting exactly how you present yourself on your podcast? Because order a man, you obviously top have the, to portray the man. Top of the order. <laughs> I mean, it's true. I mean, I, top of the order there, homie. <laughs> that's the thing. Like I put myself out there on blast, you know, (laughs) and I have, you know, I've had people say that, um, I try to be somebody who, who tells the truth and shares, you know, the things that I'm not doing so well at just as much as I'd like to share the things I'm good at. Uh, and, and I think that that level of just, just realness, right. Just showing exactly who I am helps make that connection when people meet me. You know, I don't feel like I put myself on some pedestal. I don't belong. I don't, I don't really think I belong like at the top. Right. Like I'm on the journey just as much as anybody else and I'm facilitating that conversation. Yeah, but I've had both. I've had I've had people say, you know, hey, who you are lines up exactly with what you talk about. Really appreciate that. And frankly, I've had other people say, hey, you're full of shit. Like what you're doing, you, you don't live your life according to that stuff. And to that I say, you know what, you're right. Yeah, I fall short sometimes. You know, I screw up and I mess up. Um, I try to I try to recognize it and try to fix it as often as I can. <laughs> Who do you find that are, that's more confrontational to you, men or women? Uh, men. Really? Yeah, women love what we do because they want real men. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I was about to say, man, when you th- never forget like all the stuff that we've had to go through coming up the way we did. Guys talk back. If, that's what they do. That's how we test yeah, each other. Yeah, for sure. I mean, some for of them sure. guys, when they do that, that's a bark. I mean, that's how they're coming in. 
That's why a lot of times, man, I, I'm like, hey, bro, really, man, I understand you're upset, but I, that's not really bothering me. If you want to talk about right. it, you know, it's like, that's how you do it. You break it down, especially the older we get. When we were young, you, all you had to do is look funny. And we, and we were, and if you wanted to, we could do that too. And the, the older we get, the more training we get. It's like, hey, now you got to see how far you can push this before we, we drop into that. And um, yeah, it, it is. I it's, think that's good with buddies, right? Is like, you, you, you got to push on them because you want to know who's going to be a bitch and who isn't. Right. And you got to know that before you get into the real situation. Like you guys know more about that than I do. I mean, the, the life or death stakes <laughs> that you were playing at were significantly well, more than I did. Yeah, right? it's so, tough to get uh, in situations all, like yeah, that. Don't, you, don't sell yourself short. You shouldn't. It's the all military relative. puts us, makes that happen. That's what the military does. Right. They put us in the situations that normally you're supposed to get in with your friends. And we did. We were lucky. Right. I mean, you know, all them guys that we still run around with, they've been tested. Uh, we're, like, if you get in an argument with them, like, okay, well, then get over it. Where are you going to go? We've been together our whole lives. I mean, you don't, we don't right. even get in arguments. And we do test each other. Man, we tackle each other. I mean, just like a bunch of kids. Uh, and that's what that's for. If if you're yeah. one of squared away brain scientists just, just always having to go, then... Uh, in that path, you better be able to go out in the middle of the woods and just get crazy and vent somehow because it's going to come out. I right. mean, you can't carry that kind of pressure. That's something that comes with age is how to how to steady that out. If you're stacking yeah, that definitely. weight on at a young age, man, that's why we still vent. So if you, somebody sees you like, hey, I don't, I, I don't think you should be doing that. I was like, well, obviously you you skipped one of the orders in the man. I got something I want you to elaborate on, buddy. And I know exactly where you're coming from because I I don't I've never experienced it, but I see it. You know, it says society kind of we're losing the meaning of manhood, and yeah. you know we can have that conversation. Like, I mean, I want to hear your perspective on it because, I, and do, is it does it really resonate off of a media platform in society as bad as they portray it? You think? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, in my experience, and and it might just be because of the work I'm in, but. Uh, I think most men are, are, are men, right? They want to show up. They want to be present for their family. They want to protect themselves and the people they care about. They want to, they want to make a living and be able to provide for their families. They want to lead effectively at home and at work. Like these are what, this is what men want. Um, even if they're not living up to that ideal right now, they're on the path. Like most men are on that path, but the, it's funny because the men who are doing it right or on the right path, they aren't yapping about it right? They're, they're doing their thing, right? They're, they're coaching their kids as baseball team. They're going to little Sally's ballet recital. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're taking their wife on a date. They're quietly doing their work and, and getting the job done. And they're not yapping about it. It's these people that aren't doing anything that, that, that don't feel good about themselves, that want to be acknowledged and recognized in the attention for nothing that are the loudest. And, Although it's a minority, I think it's still important to address because if you don't counter those misguided conversations, although they are a minority of conversations, uh, it's, it becomes a trend, right? And that, that's what I want to reverse. Like, I don't want this to be commonplace. I want it to be as isolated as it is now, and I want it to continue to be isolated and stamped out altogether if we can. Our generation is completely different. We're 20 years of war. And you couldn't be right. as extreme as we were and do what we did unless our entire generation was that extreme. And you see it with the yeah. X Games and, every, and our kids. 
Our kids are the ones that play baseball year round. You know, I mean, they got they, every sport is kind of, and right now, and it's a respect thing too, because you kind of raised by your grandparents, which ours was the greatest generation. Right, so we got a little bit of old, a little bit of the new. Then you throw us in a twenty-year war. We all—I mean—they threw us in there all, just to melt together. And uh, you're right, like the. And then when we were away, the people that are sitting around—if you got enough time to all you do is complain, then you ain't doing nothing else. That's exactly and right. It's the same people yeah. up there the whole time, always complaining. And it's like, okay, it, 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 our generation sees that, but we just keep quiet because it's not our. We're not in charge yet. You know, we're still mid-level, but that'll change. And I, I mean, you, you can see it when we're out in public, man. When you walk around, you can you can identify one of us quick. No doubt, no doubt. And I think too is like, for the most part, the guys who are doing it right just assume just do it right and let other people live how they want to live. You know, I'm going to control what I can control. I'm going to operate and and help like my immediate circle, my family, and everything else. And outside of that, just leave people alone, and you leave me the hell alone. And I, I get it, I get it. But uh, I think there's some issues we're talking about and having a discussion about. This is one of them. Speaking of that small percentage, you know, a lot of times those people become like who the the men that are working on the right path, the quiet guys, they focus on those yappers because they feel like, oh, I'm not hitting that mark. What do you have to say to the, the men that are on the right path that are being kind of guided or influenced by like that misinformation? Listen to our podcast instead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, here's what I would say is... Be very intentional about the information you're gathering, whether it comes down to, you know, being a better man or writing a book or advancing within your career or leading people or whatever, whatever your thing is, right? Like, like qualify the information. And if those people who you're getting information aren't currently doing it and don't have a track record of success, then you probably ought to think twice about following that individual. I would also say is... If you are on the path, you have a moral obligation and responsibility. And we talked about this a little earlier. We hit on this a second ago to share it, like turn around and help your kids, like help your son, not just your son, but help the kids in the community coach, uh, be a mentor, big brothers, big sisters, like whatever you can do to turn it around to these younger generations who don't have fathers around and, and will continue to see this rising trend of uh, misguided uh, notions of what it means to be a man. I mean, when the pros get done being pros, they're the ones that are supposed to be doing the coaching and get back in and teach right. the kids. I mean, how, how great would it be to have a professional athlete be your coach? And yeah. when you're talking about the guys who are list, that are on the path and the ones that are yapping, man, it's being guided by it and, have, and listening to it are two different things. And, and most everything, remember this, if someone's sending something out and it's bad, like negative, like they're trying to insult something, that's usually an opinion. And if, right. you'll know if it's absolute because you'll feel it in your, I mean, you'll feel it in your bones. Like, okay, that's... that's you know, and with the technology, you can look it up, but most everything you read and everything you hear is going to be an, an opinion from somebody. And if they're under 40, that's exactly what it is. You ain't been around long enough to know anything other than opinion. Right. And I mean, so don't get worked up about it. Yeah. Just ask, say, Hey man, I understand. You know, you, I can hear you. Yeah. What, what, what got you that way? Right. I mean, just question everything. Like even people that listen to our podcast and are tapped into what we're doing, I, I would suggest that you question it. And I've had guys say, what makes you the expert? I'm just sharing an opinion. I'm on the path. I'm sharing an opinion. I'm sharing the things that work for me. And if you think it'll work for you, try it. If you don't, don't try it. I don't care. I'm I just going to share what I think works and what's, you know, what's proven to be successful for me. So hopefully it works for you too. If, and when they call it, it's funny because you tell them to ask questions, but then they call you, who makes you the expert? And be like, well, no, no, if I was the expert, you wouldn't have to ask questions. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's right. That's just kind of how that is, right? I mean, send yeah. it back like that. What is some advice you can give to our listeners? 
That's a never quit advice. I would say number one is think about why you're doing it. You know, I talked with, I talked about uh, John Eldridge earlier and he has one of my favorite quotes. He says, deep in his heart, every man longs for a battle to fight, an adventure to live and a beauty to rescue. And if, if you look at, boom, (laughs) I mean, that's a pretty good life, right? (laughs) It's a pretty good life. If that's, if that's your life, that's a pretty good life Mm -hmm. as a man for sure. And, and what I found is those people who quit and give up and break when other people drive on, it's because they don't, they, they don't have a battle. They haven't identified the battle, right? And it's not fighting. So they don't fight. They give up. But if you've identified as something that, hey, this is the hill I'm going to die on, like this is the battle I'm engaged in, and I'm not going to quit because I see how important this is not only to me but other people, and it impacts you deeply, and you've identified what that battle is, man, I think it'd be hard for you to quit. I think it would be almost impossible for you to throw in the towel if you can continue to remember why that battle is so important to you. Well, that's why you do it with with friends. I mean, a lot of people are like, hey, I got to go get into a battle. I got to go into something hard, do something hard. Well, if you're by yourself, you got to take the full brunt of it. But no, if there's people standing around, some of them got skills that can offset that. And even if, I mean, if you're just standing there in the worst battle, and I mean, you can see it on, even when we watch TV and everything, you're watching those guys back in the past going through that stuff. If you're, when people come up to Mojo and I and they say, well, we'll be Navy SEALs. And I ask them, it's like, okay, give me, if you heard my story or, or stories like us and, and you thought, man, that's terrible. I don't want to, I'm glad I wasn't there. Then you don't need to be there. If you mm. hear our stories, you'd be like, man, I wish I was there. Just try to, then you're, that's, that's where you're supposed to go. And th- those adventures, man, I would say when the big boat goes down, make sure you're singing in the life raft. Cause the suit, you know, we'll be in there anyways. It's just a smaller boat and we take those <laughs> to get in anyhow. <laughs> right? I mean, you could always, Mate, you come in with nothing. So if you gain a bunch of stuff and something goes away, well, did you really lose it? Uh, yeah. Man, you just kind of hold on to it for a little while and enjoy right. it. And if you was <laughs> using it nonstop, it'd still be there. That mind's eye. Like all the, the stuff that pops in your head and whatnot, that's people around you. Kind of, they're, they're realities. And then, but that mind's eye, like what, what's always there when you close your, when you wake up, what you're thinking about, man, that's your direction. I like what you're saying because you're talking about a weeding out process too, right? And like we have so many people in our lives and and probably frankly all of us have people maybe we shouldn't have in our lives, but we have no process for weeding them out, right? So a lot of questions I get is like, you know, what do you do if you're dealing with this guy who's an asshole and you've kind of outgrown or whatever, right? It's questions like this. It's like you you need to have like some sort of qualifier for people who are invited into your circle. Oh, but I've known this guy for 30 years. I, I can appreciate the loyalty, but like he's not interested in being helped. He's not interested in being on the same path. So that's his decision. It's no longer your decision. But most of these guys don't have a weeding out process and they keep the wrong people around them, people that aren't serving them, people that aren't like you talked about, going to help them, going to push them, going to motivate them and stand shoulder to shoulder when shit hits the fan. I mean, like you just sit there and let some dude be an asshole to you for 30, is his brother or are they married? Or, I mean, what? <laughs> they live in the same house? Oh, no. I, I, I was talking about like, hey, are, man, yeah. like, literally, like, hey, man, when you talk to me, uh, it makes me feel uncomfortable or just whatever. I mean, people break up with their girlfriends and boyfriends all the time, but you sit there and let somebody, you know, that you don't want to hurt You'd their feelings, but you just rather sit there that. and let your feelings get hurt. Okay. I mean, I guess you can learn from that too, but just, uh. It's your life. Yeah, there's a lot of these guys that have um have what what we'd call like the nice guy syndrome, right? So they don't I mean, there's being a nice person and then there's this nice guy syndrome, which is allowing yourself to get railroaded and picked on and abused because you don't want to, you know, run into any confrontation or hurt anybody's feelings. And it's a very, very miserable way to live. It is, man. Uh yeah, these guys that that live in this boat, they understand exactly what it's like. 
and uh, they never get their way, they never get the date, they never get the promotion, and they just end up bitter and resentful because they were too scared to step up into their lives. Yeah, because it gets to a point, I would imagine, a lot of people don't want to, it's not that you don't want to hang out with them, they don't want to hang out with you. Right. You don't, you don't Why do would anything. you want to hang out with somebody like that? Yeah, doesn't, they <laughs> just keep getting stepped on and everything. Well, I mean, you've been stepped on enough, eventually, trust me, you're, you're tough. And yeah. if, if that area, if, if your life hasn't changed in that area, get on a bus and move to the next town. Trust me, you'll be a celebrity, you'll be brand new. I mean, if they don't know you there. Right. But don't fall into the into the same patterns, though, right? Like if you move to a new place, a lot of people just fall into their same patterns. It's like make yourself someone new, like like redefine yourself and do something new. Take all that stuff that you learn because that's that that does like you said doesn't identify. Uh, it, it's what you're qualified to do. And then we're talking earlier, man, shed that skin and go somewhere else and, and take that qualification and apply it to something else. You're always going to start at the bottom. It's always going to be hard, but it's supposed to be. That's how you know you're in the right spot. Is there like, is there, do you have like a, like a top 10 commandments thing that you got hanging in your office from everybody that's been on your show? It's like, I haven't heard that one, but it's great. I'm going to add it to the list that you can share. That's a a good idea, but no, I actually don't have something like that. I I've got like over here, I don't know if you can see it just up in this corner right here, right next to my remaining pink wallpaper. You can see that. We are not judging. We're not judging. (laughs) Uh, Me and my, my boys wrote a code of conduct at one of our events. So we've got things like that. Um, but that actually would be good. I've thought about taking, cause one of the questions we ask all of our guests is what does it mean to be a man at the end of the podcast? And I've thought about taking, I think it's 270 interviews now and having each one of those written out and documented and then just put it into a book. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. Something like that would be really cool. So, uh, oh, that'd be yeah, great. maybe you push me over the edge here. Yeah, no, it'd be great to have. I mean, right, take, have it in the in the man cave or in the on the coffee table, open it up, and then their quote with their name behind it. They break them down, wear each one of them on a shirt, and then after you get done wearing them out, make it into a blanket. There you go. What's up? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> or you could do like the like the daily stoic thing. You know, it's like one one mantra per day or whatever for 365 days. Something like that could be kind order of cool. Order a toilet paper. Just be safe. Order a man toilet paper. Every time you pull the one off, there's, a, a, there's like, a phrase on it right there. That's what I got to do. That's, that's actually... I mean, I don't know how I feel about a guy wiping his ass with a quote necessarily, but I do like the idea that he's always going to see it, but right? But you know it has to happen, and if you look at it as not a bad thing, <laughs> not, just a thing. Bro, I just got back from my uh, my physical therapy at the place I was staying in. Uh, by the toilet, had, it had some toilet paper still in the paper wrapper said excellence. And I was like, dude, yeah. I said to my bro, I was like, bro, I'm down here getting the shit kicked out of me every morning, but I still wipe my ass with excellence. Let's do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, that, that's, that's funny. That's I mean, funny. you make that it funny like good. that. They're... We have one of our uh, sponsors, man, and the bar of soap is huge. I mean, it's so big, yeah. it barely fits in your hand. And you're kind of like, ah, oh, you know, whatever. But actually, what, the way I started looking, I was like, man, if some old dude comes creeping into my bathroom and he looks over there, he's like, Jesus, what bays with that thing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right? It's all that, the, that whole man, the order of man thing. It's fun having it. That's why we do that. Does it make any sense? No, yeah. but that's what we do. That's cough. That, right. that, well, that, maybe it's just bigger so you can hold on to it. They want to ensure you're not dropping the soap. So, yeah, there's, you can go either way with that. Ryan, so obviously we want to plug your podcast, the Order of Man podcast, but would you like to talk about 
your inner circle or your book that you've got? Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. Uh, we've got the book is called Sovereignty, The Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Men. I wrote that, uh, I think it was almost two years ago now. So that's done pretty well. Uh, and then we've got, you, you, Andrew, you're talking about the inner circle. Um, it's Iron uh, Council. It's called Iron Council. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. I like that. Yeah, man, that's, that's, good. that's good. I started that. <laughs> it was funny because I, I, was, I was doing the Order of Man podcast and stuff at the same time I was doing the financial planning. And I was about six months into it and I started to dedicate way more time to the Order of Man stuff. My wife came to me one night and she's like, hey, you know, you're, you're doing really good with this Order of Man thing, but like you're taking away from the household income because you're not doing your work as much as you're doing this. You're not making money <laughs> doing this. And, uh, so she's like, you should find a way to make money or maybe not do it so much. I'm like, well, I'm not scaling back. I'm doubling down on this thing. And so, yeah, that was in, uh, November, October, November of 2015. As we launched the iron council, we had 12 guys sign up initially. And now here we are 500 and I think 50 members later now at this point. Wait a second. Uh, this just popped into my head. So order a man cancel. What order? Where are my brother and I in that damn order? How long you been doing this? <laughs> I mean, damn, you got some studs in there. <laughs> it's been a good yeah, ride. Trail boys coming at one million to everybody. <laughs> That's awesome. It's kind of funny because when we step into this, you don't realize it. Like in the beginning, it's just something that we thought, hey man, that'd be fun. Because it gets, I kind of looked at it when people ask me like, why do you keep doing? It? I was like, man, I kind of selfish because I like hanging, I like hanging out with the guys and hear the conversations. Like with us, we throw our uniforms on that kind of identifies our color, but when we always got shoved together and the stories, I mean, it's just like one guy from each walk of life. We all got thrown into one skin, dude. And I, and, and now we get to share that stuff. I mean, tech's great in this capacity because otherwise, man, we'd have had to run into you by happenstance, maybe in a bar or funeral, you know, like we normally do bar funeral yeah. or w- wedding maybe. But, um, right. And the pass down is quick. That's a beautiful part about it. I mean, we learn more from listening than, than we do talking. And just this feedback is great. Man. It's, you know, it's uh, telling stories and having conversations is as old as man himself, right? And only recently have we moved away from it because of technology. Fortunately, we can use technology to bring that back and really get to our roots of just having sit downs like we are right now. And I think these conversations are powerful for people. Do you have an order of man, like man card? Do you have retail? I do, yeah. Yeah, we've got like shirts, hats, et cetera. Do you et cetera. have a man but, card? Yeah, no, but that would be cool. Like having different skill sets and different things like on there. Oh, you can well, lose somebody's like, hey, look, you, you know, pull out your it. man card. You could have an order. I have my fucking man card. That's right. Bro, my, I was in my son's truck the other day and I opened up his console and fa- it had one of, the, one of those in there. It said man card. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it was made of steel. And I was like, yeah. So I got order hey, that's order a good idea. We're great. We're we're great marketing people for you, buddy. I mean, I know. We're just I just need to talk to you about how to how to turn this thing <laughs> on, man. And so, hey, let me let me ask you that. Was there when you started when you kicked this thing off? Because it's very popular now. Obviously, did, was there a struggle? I mean, I, there had to be some complexities and nuances. And did, did it ever dip dip down? And you were nervous, or or did it just oh, like yeah, yeah, sure that was. Every day, I'm like, oh, this like something goes wrong. You know, like. Or there's like a trend, you know, maybe like the podcast, for example, plateaus for a little while. I'm like, oh, what the hell? Like, maybe I should quit. Maybe I should throw in the towel. And then, you know, it it all fixes itself and works itself out. I've had little things, like I almost got got sued a couple of times for um, making clothing that looked very similar to another company. I've been there. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I've been there. That's like a part. That's a part of it. Oh, you have tuition. You like... If you aren't willing to pay that tuition, you don't you don't get to graduate. Mm-hmm. Like 
you you've got to you've got to be willing to pay to, to to play in a way. So and that those were some expenses. Some of them don't even make sense. Like what what that's not even what that what ours says. I mean, like no, it doesn't matter. Oh, I know. And, and, you know it's like, and the crazy part is like normally guys like us handle it with guys like us. And then when when you get some people who they, they won't handle it, they square it, they go get a lawyer. Well, that's just getting another yeah, dude to yeah. come in and do your fight. I mean, you're still trying well, to. Well, that's take a something. good point. I had one guy, one company reach out, and we made a shirt that looked, you know, in hindsight, like pretty much identical to theirs. Like, <laughs> I'll be truthful about that. And uh, oh yeah, well, and so that. the the owner reached out. The owner of the company sent me a mail message directly, and him and I hashed it out. No lawyers, no letters, no threats or anything else. And I said, you know what? Yeah, you're right, man. Like I, I messed that one up. I I took that whole uh, run out of production, lost thousands of dollars on the deal. But you know, like it was him and I. We worked it out, you know. And I wanted to be fair to him. He was reasonable and respectful, and I wanted to be reasonable and respectful. It was fine. Hey, you should have been you know, like, yeah, bro. Get- actually, I made this shirt for you to sell. I just kind of put my logo on the bottom side. That's of it, right. man. Okay, I'll, catch I'll send it. I'll send it to you. Here <laughs> yeah. you go. You can have it. I'll this. give it to you. <laughs> want to cut it's two dollars a shirt because i noticed in the beginning when when we came out and started doing that when they separate us because normally in, in the military if something goes bad like it does in the civilian world you don't think about it like okay this might se- i'm done like i, I should i quit because we can't do that You're like what well, right. we're obviously going to fix it we just call in a guy who there's guys who know how to do it or we just do it until we fix it right. and when you're out there by yourself and it's just you know you're just civilian it's just another type of military as what kind of way you look at it. And as you're going through it, man, you run into all, all types. Well, and that's the thing is like that to going back to what we said earlier is like plant your flag, you know, like don't give yourself an out, right? Like there's, there's not one moment where I've seriously considered or begin planning for like exiting order of man or like it not working out. Like everything is always, this is going to work out. Here's a temporary snag. Here's a hiccup. Okay. Like how do I fix it? Cause I'm not going to retreat from it. I'm not going to throw in the towel so what do I need to do to fix it here? And, you know, sometimes it, it's a quick, easy fix. And other times it takes a couple of months, but we work a plan and we work through it and everything's fine and we come out better on the other side. So, yeah, I mean, you got to plant your flag towards something, you know, it might as well be something you're engaged in and something that you don't feel like you'll ever quit or throw in the towel. I've had people ask me that. What's your exit strategy for order of man? I'm like, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Death. Yeah. Exit strategy. Yeah. How does that happen? I guess when every man dies, because I mean, that's, yeah. that's kind of a brilliant way to look at it. Cause how, how long does it take for us to actually get the military mindset? Four years. So when you say, Hey, can this go away? It's like, Hey man, four years, you plan that flag. Not only that people have been following it. And if they've been right. adopting that, then man, even if you go away, it's, you're, it's out there. That's the beauty is like, even if I wanted to quit, I don't think I could. I don't think I could stop this train if I wanted to, which is actually a pretty good and powerful position to be in. It's got legs. Yeah, for sure. That's it. That's when that train yeah. gets up moving, you can slow that engine off, right? And just the, just the force of it will keep it going. Well, that's a trap too, though, sometimes. And I fall into this. <laughs> is like, like what? at success and, and it's like you're going full steam ahead. And you just kind of coast, right? You don't continue to fuel, fuel the fire, fuel the engine. And so you coast and then you realize, oh, we're slowing down, we're slowing down. And so you have to put that fuel back in to get it going again. And, and I have a tendency of doing that, resting a little bit sometimes on our, uh, our previous successes without thinking about, okay, well, what's next, right? Constantly thinking, what's next, what's next, what's next? I tried to, they did that to us too, man. I always looked at it when we were building this with the numbers, like the, it was the same way in the weight room. Like I, man, I couldn't get yeah. under one thirty over one thirty five forever, and then you're under two twenty five forever, and you kind of like you know tip. It just sits there, goes up a little bit, comes back down, and then when you hit the plateaus, you kind of get bummed out. 
But in reality, it managed to remind you of the climb you just went up. And then you get to look at the view and, and get and, and then get ready for the next climb. So the coast is like like the flat ground. But you know, man, there our road we don't roll on a circle. Ours is a roller coaster. Some people like the tip yeah. on the way up. Some people like the the crest. Some people like being in a valley and then coming back out of it. And if you kind of deny anybody their ride, they're not gonna get back on it. Right. No, I mean, but you hit the nail yeah, on the true. head. You coast. That other some bitch out there that's chasing you is gonna burn right by you. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Because there's more than one yeah, train on the track. That's right. So well, you, you, and, you, and you shut true, your engines and, down and you're in the front. There's gonna be a train coming up behind you, just gonna smack you right off the track. He's gonna derail you. Yeah, if you're not if you're not careful about that. Yeah, and because look, and you know what it's like because for me, anyways, like I. I at one point was that trainer who was like overly ambitious and wanted to get everything done and wanted to get this podcast and this movement up and running. And so you remember what that feels like. Continue that. And the other thing too, too, about these plateaus you're talking about is, I, and I'm learning this now as we continue to grow this business and this organization is like, what got me to the point I'm at right now does not have the same legs to get me to the next level. Mm. Like it just doesn't. Like I don't have enough power based on what I've done in the past to get me to that next level. So I've had to learn new things, new skills. I've had to bring advisors in, talk with people that are in a lot of ways talking above my head. I'm like, I have no idea what you're saying right now and trying to interpret what it is they're saying and telling me to do and learn these new skills. That's the plateau. It's like you realize, oh, okay, this means I need to learn something different that I don't already know so I can get up to that next hill. The fact that you recognize that will make you even more successful than you already are. The ones that that think they have enough for momentum and do not widen their gaze, fail. True. Yeah, because yeah, you're, sta- yeah, you're busy staring at the top. And what you, and, and the way, you, I mean, you're looking at from bottom to top. I was like, I got to get up there, that straight line. That's not how that works. That's when you start doing them circles. Or hell, yeah. put some track back down low and get some speed. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. When, we, when we shift gears, uh, every time we do a workup and deployment, we come back, then we go back into workup and get our butts kicked from the beginning. And like you gain more, it kind of reminds you. And, and then you pick up some more people. And, and more skill sets so that hill i mean it's not way up there by the time you get that speed going man you're up a, up there and that's just like and normally that stress comes from the people around you because i mean in reality where when you started this where what was your end goal you didn't have one so how no if there's no end goal there's no top of the mountain it, this is steady steady climb right we'll steadily circling that thing till we get every every hit every piece of it which is good. I mean, you know, a lot of people talk about that, like, oh, you got to have goals. You got to have, yeah, I have benchmark. I, I wouldn't say goals as much as like benchmarks. Here's what we want to accomplish. Here's the next thing. Okay. We did this event. Here's how we're going to make it better. But I don't have some final destination that I'm traveling to. It's always going to be up and up and up and up exponentially until I'm dead. Yeah. Cause if you have a end game, then, then there's going to be an ending. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Hey, who is the greatest right. player? I was like, man, we're still playing. We talk about exactly. greatest player of play. We, we're still playing. <laughs> right. Why did that? Yeah, that's why that they, ended, they talk like, about these guys ended. like the yeah, greatest so, of all time. Wow. Well, you know, they talk about these greatest of all time. It's like currently, yep, but there will there'll never be another person like him. Yes, there will. Somebody who'll be better. Somebody else will come along and be better and stronger and faster and whatever else. That's why those dates are so important. Yeah, those yeah. time benchmarks, like you said. Michael Johnson, yeah. when he won the was the when he won his his they were like, nobody will ever be as fast as him. Boom, Usain Bolt. Hello. Lightning bolt, right? That dude runs straight up and down. I just came back and was working with some of the athletes, man. And a lot of those guys, they run against time. I'm like, man, run yeah. against it, run with it. I mean, right. if you're trying to catch the guy who's in front of you, you're not going to do that. He was in front of you from the beginning. Yeah, and that's the a lot of the 
and th that's set for a reason. So so no one will break their records. I mean, that's the mental thing about being in the man card. It's like, hey, look, I, and being the elder, hey, I was supposed to talk smack and keep you from doing this, you know, because the harder you put that pressure on, and that's how those diamonds are formed through that hard pressure. Right. And then you come out on the other end, man, and you're like, hey, man, was that was that supposed to happen? And they're like, no, like, sweet, new standard. Ah, you know what I mean? Just keep going, <laughs> exactly. take a, turn a bad time into a badass time. That's what me and Mojo have yep. done. Love it. Awesome. Ryan, thanks for being on the show today. Uh, would you like to plug anything before we wrap this up? Yeah, just visit the podcast. You know, our, our, like I said, the podcast continues to grow and uh, you'll hear some great guys. You, you guys are going to come on, hopefully, it sounds like. Um, Hell yeah, man. We'll have a great conversation. And like I said, we've been going strong for five years and had some incredible conversations. I know you're going to learn a lot from it. So check it uh, out. Order of Man is the podcast. Oh, we're, man, we're doing the Order of Man business card. I want my Order of Man man card. <laughs> yeah, man card. We'll, uh, hey, look. Even if you don't do it, we'll we make create it for those, you. you guys are going to get number one and number two. You guys can duke it out who gets one and two. But you guys are going to be the oldest. Yeah, issues. Yeah, that's we've, all, we've already figured that we out. We established that a long, long time ago. A long time ago. Long, long, long. <laughs> Fair long, enough. Long, Fair long enough. time ago. <laughs> hey, buddy, it was great talking to you, man. It was yeah. awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah, appreciate the opportunity, guys. Thanks for the invite. And uh, yeah, we'll work something out to have you guys on our show because I know the guys are going to want to hear from you as well. So that'll be cool. I look forward we'll to it. We'll come out there. Sounds good, Ryan. Hey, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll message you and we'll, we'll connect after this and we'll just make sure that we get that scheduled and then we'll go from there. Perfect. Yeah, that sounds good. Hey, guys, on a, on a parting note, let me get a picture of you guys here real quick. Can you get a little, can you two get a little closer to the camera just so I can? There, that's perfect. Yeah, there you go. All right, here we go. <laughs> One, two, three. Gotcha. You got it. All right, cool. All right. Thanks, we'll Ryan. Put that up on the air on the on the on the instas. Perfect. Hey, tag us. Team underscore never quit. All right, perfect, man. Bye. See ya. It is time for a listener story. Today's listener story is coming from Colby. Colby's story is titled "How Do I Get Out of This Hole?" And this is a different story than normal, which I love because it gives us the opportunity to leverage the community to provide encouragement, guidance, suggestions. Let's just jump right into it. Hello, everyone. My name is Colby. I'm 18 and feel like crap all the time. My entire life has been filled with everything military. Ever since I was two years old, I wanted to join the military. First, it was the Navy SEALs, then Marines, and now Army. It's the only thing I find interesting. But because of my situation, I don't think I'll be able to join the military. I was never good in school, struggled in math and science, never learned the entire multiplication chart, algebra, and anything above that. I'd ask the teachers for help and explain that I don't understand any of it, and they would walk away each time. This led me to falling asleep in class every day for the rest of the year until I dropped out after completing the 8th grade. Ever since then, all I've done is play games on my bed and eat. That's why I'm 263 at 6'2". I have a part-time job doing construction, and even though it's good, I hate it. I don't want to be a mechanic or a carpenter like my father and grandfather. The only thing I do with my life is shoot guns, watch YouTube, and play games with a buddy who wants to do the same as me, but isn't because he got injured in BCT, got a job to pay his bills, but messed up his body more because of it. The only thing I really want to do with my life is join the army with the MOS 11X, previously 11B. For people who graduated high school and had some understanding of it, that's a really easy MOS to score. I don't know what to do. I try and practice the math crap, but when it gets hard, I keep giving up because I don't know any of it. I'm afraid that if I get a full-time job, I'll get stuck in the day-in and out work and not focus on getting my GED. I've seen a recruiter and he told me I need to get down to 200 pounds and get my GED. That's all. I have no mental illnesses or physical disabilities, etc. I'm sick and tired of this life. I need it to change or I don't know what will happen. How do I make a change in my life? How do I become motivated? Thank you all for your service, and I know this might sound like something stupid compared to what you've been through, but needed to vent. Colby. Hey, so check it out. That's... 
All the video games and everything, those those things were invented for guys like us after we get beat up. All right? And always look at any situation you're in as just a starting off point. And a lot of times if you start going down a rabbit hole and getting deeper and more out of shape and this, that, and the other, man, just think like that's how far you wanted to pull yourself backwards before you release to go back up the hole. Now, remember, every rabbit hole you go down, you've got to turn around and come back up and fix everything or you're going to run into everything that you you previously did. That's why when everything, you throw something out of your mouth, make sure it's pleasant because it's going to come around and, and bite you, usually when you're older. A little irony there. But as you go through life, like you said, when we start out, man, we're just kind of a stone or a blob of something. And you're going to push through life and the people around you are going to help sharpen you or dull you or polish you out. If it's in your head that you're ready to do this, that's what it has to take first. Everybody sets their own rock bottom. And you can't get there till your mind says, I've had enough. And it'll pull that body back out. And when you start, man, just don't be in any hurry. You got to lose weight. Just start by getting up. And people ask me this question. I was like, how do you get to where you guys do, and do this? But I know you do. I was like, all right, first things first. When you get up in the morning, stand up. And when you stand up, you start making your bed, man, you kind of formulate your plan. And whatever it is you go, just show up on time. And if nothing happens, show up next day on time. And just keep standing there until eventually we'll have an, the other people won't show up or you'll just get the hang of it. It's called a routine. And that's you routined yourself into playing the games and everything like that. That's fine. So there's nothing, You can't even... Bust you on that. And when it comes to the math problems, this is the way, man, I had trouble that growing up. I mean, and all it took was for me to get, I actually got on YouTube and started watching people teach people different ways to do math. And I was sitting there and one of them just like, ta-da. And I mean, there's tricks. That's what most people, when they get the experience, is what they don't teach you. They, their trick as to how they figure that little thing out. Every one of those numbers is as simple as just uh, a few different things. Add them or subtract them or multiply them. When it comes to like calculus and uh, getting into stuff like that, look, there's just some people, there's a handful of people on the planet that are supposed to know how to do that. Don't feel stupid because two or three people make fun of you because you can't do astrophysics. Make fun of them because there are only three people that can do it. You know what I mean? It's like, come on. Yeah, my whole life, I've never had to, to calculate anything like that. My brother does all the time. But if you get into a profession like that, then you'll do it. But you need to have a base on everything. And numbers are the, man, that's the language of everything. I mean, this whole place, earth, and everything is formed out of a pattern. So don't get discouraged. Just keep practicing. I mean, if you start with one plus one every day till you get it, and then two plus two, and then write note cards and tape them on the wall. Become what it is you want to become. And when you're doing that in your house, away from everybody, it's not, it's like you're not embarrassed. And then once you get a good enough track tack on it, walk outside. If you get hammered, walk back in. <laughs> keep practicing. Yeah, we... We were not good at math, and the only way I became good at math is it relentless, relentless time with a pencil in my hand over and over and over and over, doing the same problem over and over and over until it made sense, then getting another problem over, and you, it's, it, 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 it's not something that you want to do, but once you come to the realization it's something that you have to do, You'll look up one day and you're going to want to do it, and then you're going to be good at it. All right, I'll give you one. I'll get in your head. You ready? Like the pencil, I don't have one of those all the time. Neither I don't have paper. Like I said, my brother, man, he's squared away. When I'm driving down the road and a Ford truck passes me, it says four by four on the side, I add that together and I multiply it. If I see a road sign that says 35 miles an hour, I say three plus five, three times five, three minus two, three, three minus five. I just go through that. Road signs with the numbers, address, mailboxes, until when you're driving down the road, You'll have to slow down sometimes, but then you'll start speeding up. And then you'll add the number on the tachometer to the road you just uh, sign you just passed, plus the number at the gas station and the license plate. And then you'll 
put your alphabet in order. And remember, A is one, B is two. And then you'll look at the license plate and it'll say L, whatever. And that'll be, okay, that's 13. And then you'll start. And it'll get so addicting to you that when you try and talk about it, it'll drive your wife crazy. If you're married, trust me, this happens to me all the time. I mean, you can't help it. Because every time you see a sign, and that's how I teach my kids. I'm like, okay, there's a sign that says 15 miles an hour. What's one plus five? And start out like that. It's all around you. And you're doing it in your head. So don't get frustrated with it. And just keep going to the point to where it just you, you just know the number. Because it's those are going to be the same. So the pattern of one, two, three, four, five is the same thing, just mixed into all those numbers. You just need to break it down to one through nine, and add those together. Add your address together, your phone number. I mean, how many people actually know their phone number and then their buddy's phone number? It just takes practice. Just don't get discouraged in yourself. Hell, I was in my forties when I taught my game right before I got good at math. Oh man, I went nine plus seven. I remember when I started teaching. We had to teach kids. And I was like, man, I was like, your fingers are there for you to use. And the biggest problem is most people, when they ask you an addition problem, you think you got to get through it because we're taught to race. I mean, take your time, man. You need to use your fingers. Use your fingers. That's what they're there for. I use my toes and their shoes are covered up. What do you want? I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, and, and, and think about it. Tack a, if you see something, t- a number, tack it to a name. I mean, we were taught that in sniper school. Like if something reminds you of a certain number, that, that'll teach you. It's like that Slumdog Millionaire show, man. It's just life experiences. Tack those. Take them to your age. I mean, everything around you is a number. Yeah, and the one thing too, Colby, that I, I kind of took away from your story was at the very end, you said, you know, this life has got to change. Remember that you're the only one that can change your life. And uh, like Marcus said, don't be too hard on yourself. Take this opportunity, this advice, this encouragement, and decide what that one thing is you're going to do to take the step into the right direction of you wanting to go into the Army. Yeah, here's a little tough love, buddy. I, you ain't got to change much. From the sound of it, you ain't got much of one. So well, you're not really changing anything. You're just adding stuff to it. Why don't you throw in like, hey, I'm going to go down here and do this. Or I'm gonna, I, like I, on, on Wednesdays, I, I Turks, I, I'll send messages to certain people. On Sundays, I check in with certain people just to remind them, you know, how, how important they are to me. And at the end of every day, I erase my text messages, my phone, all that stuff like that. And if you want to find out how, how many people care about you, see if they text you the next day. I see a lot of people reading tweets or, or text messages that happened weeks ago and they get upset about it. I'm like, man, I probably, that person could be dead for all you know. What do you? I mean, you're getting bit out of shape about something that happened yesterday. What are you talking about? So don't, don't do that. You don't have to. If somebody's told that you have to suffer and live life, you don't. They're just telling you that because they they need misery loves company. The minute you had enough, get up and go. Nothing's gonna stop you. That's the great part about America. Every dream is open, and there's dreams for you to even change into into different patterns. Oh, well, thanks for sharing your story, Colby. If you guys want to share your stories, make sure to head over to the website, teamneverquit.com slash podcast. There's a share your story button in the navigation. Read stories, share stories, encourage others. We love it when you share your stories. Hey, guys, what'd y'all think about Ryan's interview today? That's fun, man. What a beard. What a man. Yeah. Hi, uh, he got great insight, man. He's very well read. You can tell that he actually takes from his guests yeah. and, and applies that and makes it applicable to his life. That's value added right there. And he's all in on his podcast. And we said that to him. He's like, hey, look, you know, you, you literally are the definition of what people who listen to your podcast are looking for in a man. So you, and, <laughs> but he also said he's the first one to tell you that, hey, look, I can't, I, I can't, I don't always measure up. I, yeah. yeah, I fall short. Well, isn't that the definition of a man? That's right. If you I, admit it. If you admit yeah, it. Yeah, I get burned like that all the time. Because the best part about our guests is they teach us something. Then I'll go downstairs and have this different viewpoint on something and be like, what are you, what's wrong with you? Are you, you sick or something? You get hit? No, you know, I just meet a lot of people. If you guys want to check out a great podcast, Order of Man, his show is really, it really is a great show. And I think we have a very similar audience. I think that he's got some guests that you guys will love to hear from. Some familiar guests too. Goggins has been on his show as well. 
And maybe Goggins shared something on his show that he didn't share on our show that you could take I'm away. I'm sure. So. Yeah, Goggins, you know, he, he just run, he's running around the earth. He runs right. with everybody. He's got something to say <laughs> all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so check it out, Order of Man podcast on iTunes. And while you're at it, if you want to be the first one to know, when we drop a new podcast, we release them every single Wednesday. So you got to make sure you're subscribed. You can do it on your favorite podcast player. If you're using Apple Podcasts, you can press the purple subscribe button. If you use Spotify, you can subscribe. You can use it anywhere else you want. Share the episode with a friend. Follow us on social media. Mojo Latrell, Marcus Latrell, Andrew Brockenbush, team underscore never quit. And we'll guys, we'll see you guys next week for another episode. 